You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula's own Virtual Vendor Showcase. The Virtual Vendor Showcase is a virtual online exhibitor hall, giving you the opportunity to browse products and services that may be of value to you and your business, all with video testimonials from people who have used a product or service and talk about how their business has been transformed because of it. Head across to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash VVS to find out more. Now, let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. In today's episode, we're talking about a term that has become more and more prominent in the media, and it's revenge travel. We're going to be talking about what revenge travel actually is and how we can make the most of it. And I'm going to give you a lot of tips on different aspects of what people are looking for in travel in 2021 and as we go into 2022 and the opportunities that we have to create some great inroads into capturing this massive travel market. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. And as we just move into June, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here in Ontario. We got locked down for another two weeks. Well, in fact, it was just an extension of where we already were, but it looks like rentals may open up on June the 14th and we should be good to go after that. Our numbers are going down. And for those of you in many places of the US, I know you guys are all back to normal. And I've been seeing pictures of people at conferences and events and it's like it was 2019. And of course, it's not 2019. And I'm sure all sorts of precautions are being taken. But there is this huge demand for for getting back to normal. There's such an optimism for travel. And I know I'm, I'm doing it myself. We spent a couple of hours yesterday just planning our trip in October. We're taking a long, slow drive down to Gulf Shores, where we're going to spend most of the winter in 2021, going into 2022. And just that anticipation of it and the planning of it just makes you realise how pent up this demand is for getting away and going somewhere different. So it sort of prompted me to think about how people are planning their travel. And I did some research and came across a lot of articles talking about this concept of revenge travel. So I thought in this episode, I would unpack this a little. What is revenge travel? How will it impact us? And what can we do to exploit it, I guess? What can we do to pull out all the opportunities from this new market? I mean, it's not something we haven't done in the past. You know, we've had trends in 
last minute vacations way, way back. Oh gosh, I remember going back to UK times, which is over 20 years ago now, when a company called lastminute.com burst onto the scene. It was one of those dot-com bubbles, in fact, around that time. But it was this, it was a trend in taking that last minute vacation, suddenly deciding that you were going to go away tomorrow or the day after, or even next week. You know, it was, it was very short notice, not this long involved planning, which I love to do. And I know many people still love to do, but it was more spontaneous, a let's get away from it type of attitude. And as you'll hear from some of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode, that's coming back too. So we have such huge opportunities here with different patterns and trends in travel for the rest of this year and definitely going into 2022. And there's so many things that we can do to take advantage of this. So I'm going to be talking about things like how we take advantage of families reconnecting, how we can promote and market the outdoor destinations, how the family pet has become a very prominent part of getting away, particularly as domestic tourism has increased so much. And then along with that comes being ready for higher maintenance guests. You may have noticed that people are a little bit more edgy little bit more concerned about things like hygiene and protocols, alongside the fact that they're completely exhausted. They have quarantine fatigue. They're exhausted by restrictive lifestyles. But it's been documented that anxiety symptoms have increased massively. Symptoms vary from person to person, but the most common symptoms people are feeling are at the moment are irritability, stress and anxiety. I know this. <laughs> I've been there. You know, my family knows that I'm a little and my staff know that I've been a little bit more irritable recently. And there's other issues that come with all these restrictions that we've been facing. And we are going to see that reflected in customer attitudes, and we need to be ready for that. And then finally, I'm going to be talking about why we have to keep safety and flexibility front of mind. So there's a lot to unpack in this episode. I hope you'll stay with me and listen to some of this research that I've uncovered, and hopefully you'll find it super helpful. Hey, I usually only play that when I'm got a guest to introduce, but today it's just me. And I thought I deserve the same jingle, I think. Yes, I deserve the same jingle. But we're going to kick off talking about what revenge travel is. Where did this come from? Well, in fact, the concept of revenge spending emerged in China way back in the 1980s, following the poverty of the Cultural Revolution. And people began starting making some money and there was burgeoning consumer demand. And people would go out and spend on things that they weren't able to while they were more repressed and there was less money in the economy. So they would go out and spend on what they'd been locked out of. So revenge travel is, is very similar. It's people doing things that they've been locked out of and travel is a major part of this. Mike Kennedy, who's the co-founder of the travel marketplace Koala, says, 
revenge travel is essentially a slingshot back into the world. It's a visceral response to pent-up travel demand. And I would suggest to you, think about how you feel about travel at the moment. I've seen many of my colleagues, my network on social media platforms talking about, you know, cannot wait to get back into traveling again. I've seen Tyanne Marsink taking as many trips as she can. I've talked to Amy Hynote, who's who was so excited about heading off to Miami and then up to North Carolina to talk about the DARM conferences. She's been to New Orleans. There's just this palpable excitement about travel. Hear it from Deborah Labi in Australia. I mean, Australia is one of the most locked down places in the world. To actually get into Australia, you have to go in to a two-week enforced quarantine in a hotel. That's two weeks. I mean, we complain about three days here in Ontario, but that is two weeks in a hotel. And it looks like that's not being lifted anytime soon. So I saw a post by Deborah recently where she's planning on heading to the UK for the direct booking conference in September. And she made a wonderful post about can't wait to walk down the aisle. And I thought, oh, what, what is this something I hadn't heard about? But it, it was walking down the aisle of an aeroplane and feeling that freedom of being able to travel again. So everybody's feeling it. And certainly our customers are feeling it. Conrad Wolosiewski, I'm not sure I've pronounced that right, but he's the co-founder and CEO of the travel app Trip Scout. And he said quite very interesting comment that he made. So while revenge travel is the new hot term, it explains exactly what travelers have been saying since the pandemic started. He says, we're no longer going to take for granted that there will always be a flight tomorrow and an open border waiting to greet us. We'll make up for the lost time and experience with a vengeance. And I, I think this is, this is right. I mean, I, our borders are still shut. I still can't go anywhere. Actually, can't go any, anywhere outside of Ontario because our borders are shut between provinces still. So there's this desperation that the moment the border is open, people are going to want to cross it because you don't know when it's going to be shut again. And they want to take flights because they have no idea when this is going to be locked down again. You know, this is one pandemic. We've, we've learned a lot from this that there are pathogens out there and they're out there waiting to attack us. And it takes a long time for vaccinations to be developed. So I think there's going to be this trend of people jumping into it the moment they can and wanting to get out. So Conrad says in this scenario, travel demand is likely to reach new heights. Once a high percentage of the world is vaccinated, prepare to witness the biggest travel boom the world has ever seen, he said. Pent-up demand from a year of lockdown combined with a significant increase in remote work flexibility, a decrease in required business travel and respect for the fact that you never know when the world will shut down again will cause people to travel like never before. And this gives us this massive opportunity to create demand for your location. People are wanting to travel, but they may not know about your location. And you know I'm going to be banging on in this episode about content, about getting your word out. Don't just rely on Airbnb or Verbo or Booking.com 
or whatever other, other platform you're on to do this. They've got a gazillion destinations. The chances of them promoting yours are slim. Now, unless you're in an Orlando massive tourist destination where they've got the big companies, the Disney's that can do that promotion for you. And certainly you know, visit Florida. Florida tourism is going all out to attract people, but you can't rely on this to bring in people to a vacation rental or to your particular destination or to be hyper local. So I talked recently about the importance of hyper locality why you should be out there singing to the rooftops, why people should come to your town, why they should come to your beach, why they should come to your mountain, what makes it different from everything else. So I am going to be banging on about this. But let's look at some trends. Let's look at some trends and some research that's been going on recently. So in January of this year, uh, TripAdvisor said that nearly 70% of the, ver- of, of the visitors searching for accommodation were booking future domestic trips. So people are staying within their own countries to a greater degree. And in that same report, they noted that in the US, nearly 80% of respondents intend to go on at least one overnight domestic trip in 2021, with 34% planning on at least three overnight trips. And of course, that means you know longer trips as well. It's just at least it's overnight. And then at the same time, the CEO of lastminute.com said that more and more people are switching to the last minute mindset. As I mentioned earlier, talking about lastminute.com, you know, people are changing their travel behaviors and they're taking advantage of opportunities just as soon as they arise. And of course, the maybe continued work from home opportunities are making these last minute decisions much easier. Because it's turned, I mean, we heard the term digital nomads for a long, long time before the pandemic started. But what the pandemic has done is turned many of us into digital nomads that had no concept of the fact before. And we'd never really considered how we could do this. I mean, I'm going on a two-day trip to look at properties. For me, in Ontario, when I go and look at uh, new properties... It's often a full day trip, but I'm going to Eastern Ontario and it's going to take me three days to go and visit eight or nine new properties to our portfolio, do photographs, etc. I can take my whole business with me. If I want to do a podcast, I've got all the equipment. It's all mobile. Everybody's got the mobile equipment now. So there's no excuse for them not to do a quick trip and make a last decision about it. So that's that's an interesting concept. I was at a property last week and the owner had a small space that was, you know, was once it was quite a, a spacious storage room, had a nice little window looking out over the lake. And we suggested that he just turn that into an office, a bit of office space. Because we're going to see this increase of people coming on vacation where at least one of them is going to be needing to be on a Zoom call at some point, needing to be in a conference type situation where they want a little bit of privacy, they don't want the kids screaming and the dogs barking in the background. Although, of course, we, as we know, that is almost a necessity in a Zoom call. You know, if you don't have a Zoom call with the cat walking across your keyboard, then there is something not quite right about it. Seems a bit set up. 
So we were talking about creating this little small office space with a desk, having a printer and some paper. Actually, yes, you know, we try and be paperless, but for for the remote working opportunity, it's always a nice option to give them a printer so they can print stuff out. Actually, for us, that's really important. Every day, I've got the kids here for the moment, my Mike's kids, and they're at school every day. So every morning I'm printing out their worksheets. That would be tough if I didn't have a printer. So so consider that, you know, people are working from your place. Give them some space. Give them the means to do so, particularly if they've still got children doing homeschooling. So I'll, I'll come back to that a little bit later on, you know, just about the how you can help people to work from your home or to homeschool from your vacation home. So there you go. You know, trends are changing, but they're not that dissimilar from things we've seen in the past. We've gone through the last minute thing. We're a little bit more into longer term vacations now as more people do work from home. And we've got a number of 30 day vacations that are that are upcoming. And when the guests have contacted us, they have actually asked about the internet capabilities and will they be able to do Zoom meetings? Something else that you should be mentioning in all your promotion and marketing. It's a big thing. So just saying Wi-Fi is probably not sufficient anymore. You've got to, I mean, certainly in our rural locations, we've got to say how robust that Wi-Fi is. And if it's capable of supporting two, maybe three people doing Zoom calls at the same time. So, yep, just, it's just, just another trend, the work from vacation style of holiday now demands more conscious effort on your part to understand the, to get in the shoes of the people who are coming to stay with you. So a few other things that have come out of the travel research lately. The first one is that there's going to be a large increase in family reunion bookings. And we're certainly seeing this. We have a lot of people saying, well, we haven't been able to see our family for so long we have, they're coming from different provinces. We want to plan ahead. And this is particularly true for 2022. And we are seeing a surge in interest in large properties for 2022. People are thinking about, thinking way ahead and wanting to plan these things. So I saw some research or I saw a, an article about this, quoting the president and CEO of Club Med North America in the Caribbean, And she said, you know, since the end of 2020, we're seeing a large increase in family reunion bookings with a 17% increase compared to the 2019 holiday season. So that's quite significant increase. And it shows us that families are really looking forward to reconnecting after so much time spent apart. And of course, so many had holidays cancelled last year that they just are so ready to put those plans back together again. So with this in mind, what can you do? What can you do to encourage these people looking for group vacations for family reunions and these reconnections to come to you? Here we go in the content. So you need to create stories about families reuniting and then work them around some of your large properties. 
you know, take a large property, one of your larger properties, maybe property that, that accommodates 14, 16 people if you have them, and create a story around it about the families that are going to come from perhaps different countries, but more likely from, from different states, from across provincial and state lines, people that have not been together, and then create this fictional week. What are these people going to do in that week? Because what you're essentially doing there is helping them plan out their time. So that's a that's a great piece of content. And it, it's, it's one that I'm planning on doing for us because we've got a number of these larger properties and I want to get them, I want to get them booked for next year. So you describe the perfect reunion vacation. Maybe contact somebody that has had this at one of your properties in the past and ask them for a quote. You know, turn yourself into a bit of a journalist. You know how you see articles that start with Bill and Molly spent two weeks at such and such a destination at such and such a time and they invited other families and this is the time they had, you know, and these are the highlights of their stay. Something along those lines. You can also source, this is, I, I love this one because I heard this from one of our guests who was planning a family reunion and said the one thing they really want, they want great photographs of everybody together because who knows when they'll have this time again. They've made all this effort to come together. So you want to mark that very significantly and having some professional photography done is the perfect way of creating those moments in time. So think about it now. Think about sourcing photographers who will come and take family photos and then maybe finding some examples. You'll find plenty of examples on Instagram or Pinterest of these great family photos, you know, where everybody dresses up in white or blue and they're standing on the beach. I mean, certainly when I've been down at Gulf Shores, so often I have walked along the beach and come across this big group of people and the photographer and everybody's doing their poses and looking absolutely great. If you can market the fact that you can organize a family photograph or a photographer to come and do a complete photo shoot, that is a huge attraction to your group organizer, your family group organizer. So that's definitely something to consider and something you can do pretty easily. Just call around, find the photographers, find out their prices, create a page on your website for the family photo. I like this idea because yeah, I see a lot of it happening here in Ontario. People have these photographs taken on the dock. If you're one of my friends on Facebook, you can go to my Facebook page and see the family photograph that we took, I think three years ago, on the end of the dock, which was the last time we had all our family together. So people love these pictures, capitalize on it. Highlight your ability to cater for larger groups. And when I say cater, I mean, think about, you know, what you can offer in terms of concierge services, in terms of, we talked photographers, maybe masseurs, yoga instructors, paddleboard instructors if you're on the water, catering, food, etc. Can a chef come to the property and create a celebratory meal, etc. Just go out and research all the things that you can offer. And of course, these are going to be at extra cost, but that's fine. You can have your guests organize them independently 
or you can offer them as as an extra line item. You know, you can add on whatever percentage you want to um, as your fee for arranging this, or you can come to an arrangement with the provider that they will give some sort of discount to your guests. So then page on your website about large groups. What can you do to make that experience even better? And I think those of you with the larger properties are going to see this re- you know, real resurgence in these family vacations. I know Tyanne with her Branson family vacations. I mean, she, she really caters to this with properties that sleep up to 30 people or 30 plus people. So I'm sure, you know, if you've got questions, you could actually reach out to Tyanne and she would be more than happy to talk you through them. Or I'll put a link to um, her website as well at the end of the show notes, because that's a good one to look at. She does spend a lot of time considering how these family vacations are planned and how she can help people with that planning. So Families Reconnecting is is definitely a big market in the post-pandemic travel era. So next is outdoor destinations. So there's a, there's a website called The, the Vacationer, uh, run by a guy called Eric Jones, and he's a statistician, a mathematician. So he does a lot of surveys and has his own site where he talks about you know, different patterns in travel, etc. And he says, people are most excited to revenge travel to places where they can spend a lot of time outdoors without a mask. You know, we've spent 18 months Many of us still are masked whenever we go outside our own house door. But Eric says this includes beaches, places with a lot of hiking, such as national and state parks, and other outdoor destinations. COVID-19 is thought to spread far less outside compared to indoors. That's pretty much a known fact now. So a beach vacation or, a, or somewhere near a state park also still allows for social distancing. And I was hearing somebody on, on TV this morning talking about this, and he said, I can't envisage a time when I'm approaching somebody else, let's say walking down a road, and I don't move to the other side of the road to go past them. He said, we're so used to supermarkets where we, we move aside, we press ourselves up against the shelves so somebody can, can pass and we don't get a droplet coming our way, even when we're masked, that we yearn to get outside where that social distancing is not going to be as important. So people are just enjoying that security. Maybe not security is the right word. They're enjoying, they're feeling that protection actually, that being outdoors provides. It's just an added layer of protection. So for you, I mean, the, the thing is, is to describe the outdoor activities that your guests can do that still allows for social distancing. So, I mean, we're, we, we are water-based up here in Ontario. So I talk a lot about paddleboarding and about kayaking, getting out on the water, because that's the perfect social distancing activity. Then if you've got a private pool, you should be out there talking about how wonderful it is to have that private pool because you don't have to interact with other people. You just stick within the confines of your own family and how safe that is. So make the most of your private space at the prop- at your properties. You know, maybe there's property, you've got properties with acreage where there's hiking trails on the property. As I say, on the water with paddling opportunities. 
So really important to stress what you have outside. And of course, beaches. If you're out on a beach, if you've got a beach location, then photographs of empty beaches are just perfect for people to imagine how they can be outside and how they can enjoy time where there aren't that many people around. The other thing is, is hiking trails. Now, many, I, I spent time in Sedona and there are massive hiking opportunities in Sedona, but also many of them are just packed. You know, they, they really are busy hiking trails. So this is an opportunity, in fact, if you're not near a state park, which have become increasingly busy over the past few months and will maintain their busyness, I'm sure, as we go into this summer and beyond. But if you have more secluded hiking trails around you, places where people can cycle or hike that aren't going to be crowded, then you've got a big advantage over just saying I'm next to this state park where you can go and mingle with gazillion other people who are, who are thinking exactly the same thing. So being able to offer information that is very exclusive to you and your properties that you're only letting this information go out to your guests, I think is a real bonus. So just take a moment and think about, you know, what you have outdoors, what you have outside your location where people can go safely social distance, but not have to wear a mask, etc., and capitalize on all that. Makes me want to head outside, go for a hike. Beautiful morning here today, actually. So next one is the family pet. And I know many of you are not pet friendly and you're not going to go pet friendly. So you can perhaps skip past this section. But in the recent surveys and research, 60%, well, we know that near enough 66% of the US population have a pet now. And I think that's probably more. So pets, dogs, cats, lizards, snakes, I don't know. I think, I think pets sort of encompasses a lot of animals. But, but there's a large proportion of the population that has a pet. And this has grown exponentially over the course of the pandemic as more and more people are fostering, adopting dogs, in particular cats, because they wanted that company while they were confined to their home. So a recent survey says that 60% of those dog and cat owners say they want to bring their furry friends on vacation. And this is an interesting one because hotels and resorts are listening. They are seeing this as a huge advantage. And I think it's always worth looking at what the hotels and resorts are doing because these are the places that have massive marketing budgets and they're out there attracting your guests. So the hotels and resorts are offering elevated levels of service because people are now expecting their pets to be just as welcome as they are. And while it's not always possible to do some of the things that the hotels do, you know, I've, I've <laughs> looking at a number of these where they have specific pet menus so that you can order your natural pet dinner from a menu. They supply custom um, heated pet beds, etc. Although that's not beyond the realms of possibility to offer a heated pet bed for an older pet. And I'll come to that in a second. 
I just wanted to, to mention one. It's called In by the Sea in Cape Elizabeth in Maine. And I've, I've heard of this in some other uh, properties as well, hotel properties. The inn gives a temporary home to dogs looking for forever families. So they actually take in, the inn, the inn takes in pets from a local shelter and allows them free run of parts of the hotel. And in fact, over the last year, 154 of those pets have actually been adopted by guests. Guests are allowed to take them up to their rooms, allowed to take them for walks and, you know, give them just some love and comfort. And what usually happens is that they fall in love with them and take them home. Well, we can't do that. We can't sort of supply a vacation rental, you know, which comes with a with a with a dog that you might want to take home with you. <laughs> However, there is a lot we can do if you are pet friendly to really cater more to this market than maybe you are at the moment. And I'm not going to go into charging pet fees. I mean, as a business, as our business, we have made a huge point in that we do not charge pet fi- pet fees. Well, we don't charge them up front. They're just added to cleaning fees, etc. But we say we do not charge pet fees. And in fact, 75% of our guests bring a pet. And we attract a lot of pet owners because we don't charge a fee. But I also know that many people want to do this and hotels do. So there's, I've got nothing against it. It's just that we've seen it as a, as a really good marketing ploy. You go onto our website and you'll see in many places, no pet fees. And it's a big attraction. However, so what can you do? Make a list of dog-friendly locations to take a pet. And these are great blog posts. So it could be restaurants. It could be beaches, even stores. You know, some of the pet stores just welcome your pet to walk in. So make that list of where people can take their pet so they don't have to be left alone. Have lists of hiking trails, the great, your best places to take your dog for a walk and the pet-friendly beaches because that's really important because people like to take their dogs for a swim. I always did. Make sure you have emergency vet information. Uh, we, We heard recently that some of our local vets will not take on non patients. So they do not take on any tourists who bring their pets. They, they just don't have the capacity at the moment. So I know this is the case in many, many areas. So just make a list of the, and, and call them, call the vets and say, will you accept pets that are not already your patients? Will you accept pets from transient visitors? And get some information from them. You can put it on your website. You can put it in your digital guest guide or whatever. And it's really, really helpful. You could create a pet welcome pack. I encourage our owners to do this. You know, it includes old towel, a couple of old towels for wiping feet as pets come through the door, a couple of pet bowls. I always suggest including pet bowls anyway, clearly marked and out on the floor when guests arrive. So they're not going, the you know, first thing they want, they, they get their pet out of the car. They come into the house. They want to give their pet a drink of water. And the next thing they know, they've got your mixing bowls out. So, Making it very clear that you have designated pet bowls, I think, is a really good thing to do. Maybe some custom baked treats. Please, not a pack of milk bones or the cheap, cheap, cheap treats you can get in a supermarket. What I'm suggesting, Costco do, and I don't know whether they do it everywhere, but in our Costco, you can get this big bag of liver treats. And that's all it is, is dehydrated liver made up into these tiny little bars. My pets absolutely love them. Our vets use them. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that they are perfectly fine. I don't think they're organic, but you know, I, it, it's just made out of liver and nothing else. But you could get these big bags 
which run about 20 bucks a bag, I think, and then bag them up in small portions and then put, you know, put a branded label on them. I think that's such a neat idea. Your your guests get this treat, you know, get this pat, uh, pet welcome pack that includes a few treats, maybe a ball, maybe a Frisbee. And that's the first thing they see when they walk in the door. Probably just as welcome as a bottle of wine, if, if that's what you do. With that, consider branding. Consider branded pet items. You know, you can get temporary dog tags with your brand on them. You can, you, you can get these little foldable water bowls. You could have, you could have branded, very cheap towels branded that are your dog towels. So have a think about, you know, be creative about your branding for your pet stuff. And then, you know, focus on local shelters. People are looking. I know when I go down to Gulf Shores in, in the fall, I will be going to local shelters. We're looking to get another dog in the fall and thinking we will probably get one when we're there. We'll be going for the local shelters down in Gulf Shores, Pensacola, even going as far as Mobile. So, you know, we have that in our plan. So talk to the local shelters, see what dogs they have available. If you've got pet um, guests coming, pet owning guests coming, perhaps just print out a, you know, put it, you could even put it in your guest guide and update it regularly with a list of, of the pets that are available that week. That one's just come to me. I haven't thought that through, folks. That, one's, that one just came into my head. So take that with a pinch of salt if you wish. Okay, coming to the end here. So I wanted to mention a couple more things that you need to be ready for higher maintenance guests and put your issue management in place because the patterns and trends are showing that people who followed stay-at-home orders and have quarantined themselves have developed quarantine fatigue or that exhaustion associated with the restrictive lifestyle. They are irritable, uh, they're edgy, they can be anxious, stressed out. Any little thing is going to exacerbate that. They've, they've planned this long, longed-for vacation, and if something goes wrong, however little it is, you're going to get, they're going to be impacted by it, and they could blow up. So be prepared for this. You know, let's, I, I've, I've already seen this on the Facebook groups, people talking about how crazy guests are this year and how awful they are. They're not. They're just like everybody else. We've been locked down for so long and it is time to go have a vacation where there is, and, and maybe this is impractical, but they're thinking, you know, there's going to be completely no stress. Everything is going to be different. Everything is going to go as planned. If it doesn't go as planned, you're going to hear about it and they will transfer that responsibility to you for every little irritation they feel. So talk to your staff, if you have them, about compassion, about empathy, about a real understanding of the mental state of, the potential mental state of guests. Maybe get some training Maybe talk to somebody like um, Ali Camaletti, and I'll put the I'll put a link to Ali's website on the show notes and a link to the podcast I did with Ali because she talks about these types of things in that podcast. And Ali does training, customers the sort of customer service training that you really need your staff to have in this yeah you know, as as we approach this busy time. I know that a lot of our guests 
are going to properties that they would not normally have chosen because of the limited availability. So we've been posting a new property or availability and they've been snapped up immediately. People haven't had time to really look at whether it's right for them, whether it's right for their family. They could have severe buyer's remorse when they get there and find that that perhaps, you know, they, they wanted a beach for their kids and what they've got is deep water only. So the kids can't, you know, they've had this vision of the kids running into the water when in fact they cannot do that. I saw recently the beaches in Destin and across the Panhandle were closed due to high winds. And there are a couple of forums where people were just apoplectic about this. You know, they, we've waited for months and months and months to go on this vacation and now we can't swim and it's, it's really unfair and and they are they will take it out on everybody <laughs> you in particular so just be aware of this pull out your compassion pull out your empathy have some solutions in place think about some solutions but definitely oh and while you're at it when you're thinking about how you deal with irritable and stressed out customers think about your staff as well think about their mental health because this this could be an issue this summer as well. We've got to support each other as we're dealing with the people that are blaming you for the lack of a dishwasher. We have a number of properties that don't have dishwashers and I know the people who book them at last minute are probably didn't even notice that there is no dishwasher and we're going to be hearing about this. So I'm going to have you know we are talking to our staff about how they can manage their mental health welfare while they're dealing with complaints about from people who are who have to wash their own dishes. That's just one simple example. Okay, finally, safety and flexibility continue to be front of mind. People are still looking for reassurance that their booking is going to be protected if policies or restrictions change. And we're hearing a lot about this at the moment. So a couple of things to consider, maybe a travel with confidence policy Think about loosening your cancellation restrictions. I mean, we know at the moment that if we have a cancellation today for a property for next week, we will rebook it. There is no doubt about that. So we've loosened our cancellation restrictions quite dramatically, certainly for the high season, for the high season weeks. You know, flexible cancellation policies are going to have a huge influence on traveller choice. And as one travel advisor said, it will be equally, if not import, more important than price for some people. You know, they, they want that security that if something happens, if there's another lockdown, they are not going to be tied into something that they cannot partake in. They also want continued reassurance about health and safety. I mean, don't drop off your cleaning policies and talking about your cleaning policies. People, just because we are coming out of this does not mean people are still not concerned about how a place is cleaned and how and, and the hygiene factors. So just remember to continue to market your safety and hygiene protocols. It never goes amiss. I, I read an article saying that this is what is standing hotels out over and above vacation rentals because they have these enhanced hygiene protocols. And I'm thinking, hang on, you know, we've all done this. We all have these protocols in place, but we're not out there talking about them enough. So that's it. That's, you know, revenge travel, getting ready for this influx of people, which we hope will go way, way into 2022. We've seen the demand 
growing for the fall and the winter and through into next year. So let's take advantage of it. Let's look out the opportunities and create the materials, the content, the buzz that is going to bring you those guests way, way into the future. So that's my jingle again. So don't forget to go across to vacationrentalformula.com. Have a look at the show notes, leave us a comment. It's always great to hear from you. It's always great to hear from anybody. I get the occasional emails, which I absolutely love. People say, you know, I've been listening for years and years and it's, it's made a difference. So, you know, just, it just does my ego good to hear from people, to know that I'm not sitting here in front of this microphone and, you know, I, I can see my stats, which, you know, we're, we're closing on a million downloads. And so I know that people are listening. I just like to hear from you. I mean, you can also go to iTunes and leave me a review, a five-star review, please. You know, if you don't like the podcast, uh, do you want to let me know what you don't like about it? And, and I'll make some changes rather than, you know, what, what, how we feel as, as owners. When somebody sends, puts a, a, a review up there and you think, why didn't you let me know? Why did you not let me know you didn't like this? Why put it out in a public forum? But that's actually another episode talking about reviews because... We're going to see a lot of negative reviews, I think. Not us, but I think across the board. No, not a lot, but an increase in negative reviews as, as people have this buyer's remorse that I was just talking about. Whatever. Yeah, leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I so appreciate that. And please go to the Virtual Vendor Showcase. Take a look at some of the suppliers we have on there. I mean, VR Supplies is my go-to place for linens right now. And I'm telling all my new owners, you've got to go to VR Supplies. Lynn is an absolutely brilliant entrepreneur who, she's in BC, but she supplies all of the US as well. She deals with all the, the immigrated border restriction stuff. So, you can order from Lynn with confidence, great hotel sheets and, and supplies for your vacation rental. Also take a look at Touchday. I always want to mention Touchday. It is my favorite digital guide. Our guests absolutely love it and I'm sure you would too. So we have a number of suppliers on the Virtual Vendor Showcase. I would love it if you'd go across and take a look at them. Oh, another one, if you're, if you're thinking about marketing, then head over and have a look at Jodie Bourne Marketing Consultancy. She is amazing. She's working with us on a project at the moment and I'm enjoying every minute of that. So that's it from me for this week. Can't wait to get back to some of my interviews. I've got some great ones coming up and I'm sure you're going to enjoy them too. So have a great week. You've been listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. This episode was brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula's own Virtual Vendor Showcase, your go-to location when searching for new products and services for your vacation rental business. Head across to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash VVS to find out more. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.